You're listening to the Russell Brand Podcast, and as if to prove that fact... Russell Brand Podcast. Yep, that was a jingle provided by a listener by Matt Morgan. Are you all right, Matt? I thought you were saying that I did that jingle. Your jingles seldom reach that standard. Do you know who sent us that? <laughs> uh, not at the moment, but it was a person with a name. We'll Send find us out. your jingles to Russell and Matt at audioboom.com. With us too is Mr. G, poet of the show, studiously uh, scribbling away. Although, how can he summarise what's happened so already? far with the poem? I like. I think he probably just assumes there's going to be some juvenile claptrap happening. <laughs> right. He turns up with a big load of poems. He's like, oh, that one will do. What if this is a bit like the end of uh, Usual Suspects and really we're just like, uh, geez, imagining us and everything we end up saying has in fact been somehow preempted and prescribed and preordained, Matthew Budgie. They did that with that, um, what's his name? Uh, Darren Brown did that thing with advertising people. That's right. And he did a camp, they had to come up with a campaign. For a pet cemetery, hurry. And was uh, it? it was for a pet cemetery, yeah, bury your pets or taxidermy your pets. But uh, And the advertising executives thought they'd come up with something tr- tremendously original. But in fact, everything that they suggested, like it was a, a teddy bear in, with wings in front of a cloud at some pearly gates. But he suggested those, image, those and images. And the slogan, best friend forever or whatever. Every image and every word had been suggested by Darren Brown, who lives around the corner from here. And I'm always trying to go, Cal, don't give us a cut of your secrets, mate. Come, Darren. Well, you've seen him in real yeah, life. I've seen him all the time. Give us really? a cut of secrets, Darren. Darren, how'd you do it? Like, if you want to get inside someone's dogged, come on, pal, give us a few secrets. He never yields. No. Well, hang on. So does he just walk around the streets? He floats, Matthew. He hovers, he drifts. <laughs> he descends from on high. Have you ever seen one of his shows? I've been to one of his shows. I've been around his house. I've Have done you? everything I can to be close to Darren, and nothing's good enough. Yeah, Darren Brown, Roll Dahl, change a normal name a bit. Seem mysterious. Oh, is his name Darren Brown? Well, no, it's Darren Brown, isn't it? But well, why are you accusing him of changing his name <laughs> a bit? I don't know. Jealous. Jealous of the mind bending. Well, Roald Dahl was Ronald Dahl. No, always Roald. <laughs> <laughs> That's no one's done anything. Baseless. Yeah, it's completely baseless. It's completely baseless. I'll level with you, Matt. It's baseless. Andrew Simmons, magic, pure genius, Russell and Matt, South Jersey, USA, loves you. Your radio show was the best thing I ever listened to when you're back. Keep up the nonsense. Pin, pin. Pin, pin, of course, being a reference to our radio show when you were stabbed with a pin, Matt. But as a child. We're, we're try- as a child. We're trying to bring our podcast very much up to date, very much up to the minute, because we're a podcast now instead of a radio show. We're in a basement now instead of a studio. This is yep. it. This is it. It's real. No, we shouldn't keep going on about the old things. The old we? days. We should make some new things. Let's make new Although things. Although I can't have a new child with different stories. We've probably plundered our past. Yeah, I mean, we've kicked the absolute crap out of our past, <laughs> haven't we? We've ransacked the past. But I've still, you know, I've still got a story to, or two up my sleeve. Have you? Oh, yes. Things have happened. Things have happened. Another email here. Congrats on the podcast, says Ollie. Then he goes into quite a lot of details. Hoping to start something like this because as much as I like the Trues, my online news channel, it would be nice to have something a bit longer, smiley face. So anyway, here's my question. Will you be adding this podcast to iTunes? The big advantage to iTunes is anyone who subscribes to iTunes will have the latest episode downloaded and automatically transferred onto their iPhone iPod. The trouble is, Ollie, that uh, I think Audio Boom is a competitor of iTunes in that it's a platform that needs to provide its own content and the nature of our deal means that only a 10 minute trail goes on to iTunes you can listen to that and the, but I think all you have to do to that's listen all to you this, need really to get an idea of the 
standard, really, just a 10 minute. 10 minutes, you get the idea. Come and kick your computer in. (laughs) Toss that damn thing out of your life. Should we mention our sponsor? Our beloved sponsor. (laughs) You love doing this, don't you? (laughs) I've lost a fucking bit of paper. I've lost a bit of paper. I can't Ah, talk to my sponsors. You can't wait to count out. This episode, Russell, is brought to you by Squarespace. I just wanted to say that. Well, I don't know what they do. I don't know why they're in our You show. do, because me and you have been designing websites all week <laughs> on Squarespace, and it's become so easy to design your own website. You design on it, On Squarespace. You? Yeah, you've got five. <laughs> <laughs> Check them out. Check out for yourself. Sign up at squarespace.com with offer code BRAND. That's an offer code, is it? I guess. <laughs> well, there you go. That's off my chest. There I was in Los Angeles, Matthew. I'm glad you've said that. I'm glad you're helping to fund this so we don't have to command uh, the people listening to give us some money. No, that's what it's all about, isn't it? We want to give this to the man on the street for free. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose that's one way of looking at it. Now, when I was in Los Angeles, where I lived as a person, there was a thing that happened that could form an anecdote. Would you like to hear it? I'd love to hear that, It's got actually. Steve Jones out of the Sex Pistols, isn't it? Oh, I'm in. I like him. He's nice, isn't he? <laughs> He's a brilliant, lovely, cuddly fella. Did you ever meet him? Did you ever visit yeah, me? No, in I did, yeah, I did. When I came over when you were doing that FX show. Oh, crikey. That was a bloody drama, wasn't it? Making Brand X FX. In the end, I tried to make a TV show without ever going there. <laughs> <laughs> when I went over there, yeah. oh, we, I don't think we've spoken about was this it like a publicly. Sort of, was there a sense of crisis in the air? No, it was worse than that. Worse than crisis. Worse than crisis. Beyond crisis. There was people weeping in corridors when I turned up. And oh, yeah. I knew it was a crisis when I'd been asked to cross the pond. <laughs> yeah. I thought, this to... can't be in good shape <laughs> if I'm the Get wolf. Matthew to come here. <laughs> and, uh, yes, yeah, so so I arrived there and there was about 200 people, including Demi Moore, doing yoga there because you'd got bored of doing a TV show and set up a yoga studio. <laughs> that was the point where I had turned up. I loved running my yoga studio in the canteen of that TV programme. Although a lot of the Teamsters, <laughs> that's the union for people that are grips and do like the actual work in television. I think they felt it was weird. I think everyone felt it was weird, even the people doing yoga. Why did people think it was weird? Was it the gonging? Was it me? Oh, that Get was when it you were on, obsessed with a, a gong. Oh, yeah, that was when you were obsessed with a gong. And actually, this is something someone reported to me yeah. that you had a gong on the set of the TV show. That's right. And some, like, what are they called? Teamsters, someone, yeah. you know, some menial the gong. So tapped the gong and you told him, in oh, all no. seriousness, No. Oi, don't judge that. It's part of my religion. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say anything, won't I? What that's am I going to say next? It, I think that's brilliant. You stuck up for your religion. Right. Which uh, is? What? It's the old Russ religion. Why not get on board? Revolution's one thing. Religion. Oh, that, that chair's part of it too. <laughs> and that walk out the door. Hey, clear up. Take hey. your shoes off. <laughs> part religion. <laughs> Don't interrupt me when I'm troubling this makeup lady. It's part what? of my religion. What was, go- <laughs> what was going through? What was happening in your life around that time? There was that, that was mad. Was it mental it? illness, loosely speaking? I did say your life, so. <laughs> um, Bracketed, parenthesized, if it's part of my life, mental illness is going to be playing a role. It, what, well, you had a, a lady. Oi, what? Get up, my gong, it's part of my religion. Can you, you had a guru with you. We had to do, we were, right, so we had the show coming up that day, and we were like, right. We better prepare for the show. Yes, yes, we better prepare for the show. Hang on, I'll, I'll call my guru. <laughs> and then 
preparing for the show, which had no questions for the interviews, nothing done at all. Don't need questions, pal. As this, long as you've got the right spiritual connection, the questions will come. This was the preparation for the show. Yep, go on. Do you remember it? No. It, it consisted, and I had to do it as well. Go on. <laughs> in a fucking circle. All of us. I didn't make people sit in a circle, did I? Actual normal people. Well, with the jobs. chairs were already aligned in a circle. And I made people do that. How do you not remember this? It was only last year. Sometimes I'm not really focused on what's that going on. Oh, you were I'm very focused. You were like the best of them. <laughs> it sounds a bit like we will rock you. <laughs> we will ruin your television career. <laughs> oh, it was a strange time, though. I really liked it. I mean, I liked having all those people dressed in white, doing yoga, me banging a gong, getting it on. What was the yoga connection to the... There was, there was no connection. No explicit Because I connection. thought you should have put that on the show or something. I thought that was I building up. I was like, when are they going to use this low, yo, uh, yoga thing? Yeah, when's that going to get used? It's a bit of a pity. Well, what happened was, Matt, I mean, as you know, I've always had a desire to change the consciousness of mankind. So, But they all seem like quite hot women. Yes, I thought I'd like to change the consciousness <laughs> of hot women kind as and there well. Was, and there was the oh no, we talked about it. we have talked about this. I think have on we? The radio, when we did that XFM thing, I think it was after that. Yeah, because there was a man with a pearl in his penis. Pearly knob. Do you remember him? <laughs> old pearl knob. Old pearl knob. He was alright, old pearl knob. Yeah. What to was him? his actual name? Yeah, like we became <laughs> friends with him in Australia. He was all right. What, and you brought him to LA? Well, he had a pearl in his knob, Matt. <laughs> no distance is too great <laughs> when a man's got a pearl in... Beneath the surface of his skin, a pearl in the knob, yeah. Well, I suppose what... Look, I, I mean, we have a laugh, you and I, but I do believe uh, that different forms of yoga and meditation can change the consciousness of the individual and therefore change the consciousness of a planet. But the problem is, I suppose, when you sort of expedite that process with cultish behaviour, and you could change the letter L if you wanted to, <laughs> uh, around the production of a TV show, filling up the... Like no, the, you weren't being nice. You weren't... Being mean. I was no, being nice. No, it was nice. It was a no, you were very calm. Was but I? Too gone calm. too far the other way. Right. I've always done that, haven't I? So, yeah. You would turn up really late after yoga, all sweaty, and then we'd have a meeting and go, oh, it's tonight. We've oh God, oh, God. And then you'd go, well, I've got to have a shower, guys. <laughs> and then you'd go and have a shower for about four hours <laughs> with your yoga ladies. <laughs> well, and Demi Moore was around. Demi Moore was there, wasn't she? She was yeah. all part of it. Funny life you lead. It's been really ridiculous from start to finish, the whole lot. I've been looking back at it lately, and it's been a total <laughs> catastrophe. The problem is, Matthew, is my personality, isn't it? It will cause problems wherever you put it. Yeah, but then it's also your greatest asset. Yeah, the old let's nature. Let's put it that way. I mean, let's be you know diplomatic about During it. During this LA time, the time of Brand X, when you were whooshed over, yeah, because Steve Jones, he's all right, and he? he's a good bloke. Oh, that's bloke. where we started, yeah. yeah he's he's a very nice bloke, sort of kept himself completely as he sort of like still lives in North London and still a bit of a lad, isn't he? Well, really? How's it going? He's yeah, brilliant. He's, still he's a very down-to-earth man. Well, we was around my house one time, and my cat Morrissey, as you know, is vicious. Like, I mean, well, only to the animal community, not oh, to right. me. Although he bit me quite aggressively this morning when I woke up. First thing, I stroked him and I thought, is he going to do that thing where he clinches onto my arm and sinks his fangs into me? What? And he did do it. And then, like, I try and be Christ-like during it. I try to just soak up the pain. But I was thinking, what about tetanus? What is While that? Was... Why is he doing that? I don't know anything about cat psychology, but doesn't that... They just do what they want. That's basically it. A, a cat is going to do what Why it would wants. it bite you, though? For a laugh. 
Oh God. Yeah, just like it just felt like it. So there yeah. it is, as you've got to deal with it. But we is were that in why he's in the microwave now. That's right, because if you cross me and you will be bought you do low. Thirty minutes in the microwave. <laughs> Come out when you're ready to apologise or to oh, be fluid. We've talked about microwaving cats before. You're obsessed don't with know it. Why because it's an image that's probably a time in your life when you were easily influenced came up came to prominence. We were a tale of Yobs, microwave cat and it was like around a lot. It and just went into my brain. At and they've been level. in there ever since, like the crow in the wall. Just the things that all these things that the building blocks of your nature the crow in the wall yeah so all these little things they they you have to explain that you can't just say that because there was a crow in the wall brilliant (laughs) (laughs) when i was a child there was a crow in my wall and uh i thought there was a monster living in the wall and my mum thought i was being silly and then one day the little grill thing which my mum saw the dying crow in the wall gasping so matt was going there's a crow in the wall there's a monster no you said you thought it it was a monster yeah I mean, in a way, it is. Well, it might as well have been. It was going... <laughs> but anyway... It's not very nice. We mustn't look back to the past. We've got to stridently move f- forward to a bit more recent past. This yes. bit here, where Steve Jones was around my house. Nice bloke. We're getting on fine. We're having a nice day. Having a nice this Sunday. the Fiddy Scent house. Fiddy was in the house before me, yeah. Fiddy was the previous resident. That's you mental. wouldn't want to shine a black light around that house, let me tell you. Yeah. Jackson Pollock Towers. So, like... I, I was there with Steve, and uh, Morrissey the cat, as is often the case, brings home an animal. What he brought home on this on this instant though was a mole, and a mole is a not mole a mole in LA. Yeah, I think of a mole in a village green in England. That's right. It's from Wind in the Willows. You don't want to see a mole in LA. What's he doing? <laughs> hey, I'm getting my big break. Hang on, have we just come up with a movie? <laughs> a mole with sunglasses on. But he's blind. That's why he's wearing sunglasses. Well, yeah, like a blind man. Well, let's not dwell on his disability. He's yeah. in LA. He said, Mole, he's in LA. He's going to make it as a but chef. Maybe. Mole a Tui. He doesn't, he doesn't know he's a mole because he's blind. Right. He what thinks, does he think he is? He thinks he's a hotshot actor. <laughs> and he immediately starts his own TV show, Stroke Yoga Business, <laughs> gonging away like there's no tomorrow and no recommissioning. <laughs> the old Moley, anyway. Yeah. He, uh, the Morrissey brought him in. Now, a mole is very much... I liken a mole to a vagina in that it, if you take it out of its context, it's odd. A vagina in context, delightful. How do you take a vagina out of its context? Imagine it slithering across the room on its own. <laughs> <laughs> now that's Well, it's less appealing, isn't it? A vagina there between the legs of a lady... Yes, please. Don't mind if I do. the room on its own. It's de- imagine a detached vagina. What are vagina. the sides of it made of? Like as if it's been cut off, or like it's an, a tube. Uh, uh, it's just independent. All oh, the ladies, independent, <laughs> slithering across the carpet. <laughs> yeah, just imagine it slithering across the carpet. I'm just saying that a vagina out of context would be frightening. Yes. In context, delightful, delectable, delicious. Well, that's true of everything. Like a mouth hopping across the carpet. Uh, fair enough. Use it then. Have fun with it, Matt. The formula works. If the formula works, use the formula. Have fun with it, baby. Be creative. Go crazy. And a mole, because a mole has a context, a subterranean context. It was something like mm. it being seeing it in the, above the soil. It didn't seem right. Morrissey <laughs> brought him in. Soil. Soil. Only soil. I'm angry about the idea of soil then. Soil. Above the soil. What's <laughs> <Like> that stuff? <laughs> It's dirt, isn't it? But all ganged up. <laughs> I mean, dirt on its own is one thing, but when the whole bloody ground's made of it, you can't get away from the soil. I don't think it was a mole. It I'm... was a mole, Matt. It had big, great, big jazz hands. It was like Al Jolson. <laughs> Mammy, 
how I love you, how I love you, my dear old moly. He had like big moly hands like that. It's the equivalent as if my hands were the size of woks. <laughs> Imagine my hands were the size of woks. I am imagining it. I'm still trying to get over the crawling vagina image, but this is just a if I had, roller coaster ride if for I your had, psyche. If I had a wok sized hands and I didn't have arms, the hands are directly onto my torso. Yeah. What you got there is a mole, son. You've got a mole in Hollywood chasing a dream. Right, come on. Well, Morris and, a, and a sex pistol watched all this. Me and a sex pistol, Jonesy, was watching. Morrissey brought the mole in and we thought, we can't have this. So we scarpered after Morrissey. He pegged it out. My whole hand. Hang on, like, let's just go back. We've become the Beano comment. <laughs> scarpered. We pegged it out. Me and Jonesy couldn't have this. <laughs> then what happened? A sausage on a fork came through a window. <laughs> a pie was cooling on a windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> a dog ran by with a string of sausages, <laughs> hotly pursued by a cross butcher. I rode my bike for a washing line and had a lady's bloomers <laughs> on my face. <laughs> right. I bent to an apple, bloody great worm come out of it. <laughs> we put <laughs> little glasses on. Yeah. And reads books. Excuse me, I'm a bookworm. Right, get on with the story. Before my house, my 50 cent mansions, was surrounded. Did he rent that or did he buy it off him? Look, what do you want to know, my r- private arrangements with Fiddy? <laughs> I just need to know. Fiddy and I keep our arrangements pretty That's confidential. The swimming pool at that place was funny, wasn't it? It was like a triangle in the shade, and it What's leaked. What's wrong with a triangle in the shade? Did it leak? Yeah, it was leaking down I the hill. I used to jump off the roof straight into the pool with teenage boys in my pants. And if that troubles you, <laughs> <laughs> call the police, sir. How they did were you fit a nephews. teenage boy in your pants? <laughs> just give me enough lollipops. <laughs> oh, I knew these kids. They were mixed teen. They were mixed teenagers. Mixed. Te- what the hell does that mean? Mixed I use. <laughs> <laughs> they were mixed. Can I order the mixed teenagers, please? <laughs> yes, uh, yes. No, they were very good last time. Uh, Is that boy all right now? Uh, Has he got better? <laughs> Russell and Mad podcast. You bet your ass. There you are. You're on the roof of your LA mansion that you bought from 50 Cent. (laughs) Rented! From 50 Cent? What, he was your landlord? (laughs) Yeah, it was like rising damp, but with 50 Cent turning up. Get rich or die trying. Cut (laughs) the rent, baby. (laughs) So you jumped off a roof with teenage boys. I don't want you partying like it's your birthday. I want you responsibly paying your rent on time like you're a grown man. (laughs) You got it, Fiddy. I'll be no more trouble. Did you call him 50? Fiddy? Uh, I'm afraid the plumbing's playing up something chronic. The swimming pool's leaking again, Fiddy. <laughs> Fiddy? Some of my teenage boys have dried off. <laughs> I don't like a dry teen boy, Fiddy. I like Fiddy. it when they're all shiny. <laughs> you know that. what I'm saying. Fiddy, this one's like a new pin. Now, that's the example <laughs> I'm going for, Fiddy. And as soon as it's dry, it's out of here. Fiddy, what Why t- did Fiddy Scent have a... <laughs> yoga like relaxation tent in the middle of his house or was that oh that's when Fiddy yours. was in, under Fiddy's reign that had a, a portrait of a motorbike made out of paint on it I suppose a that's painting a, that's it <laughs> 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 and a TV set but I draped that behind a bit of Indian fabric and put a bunch of cushions down there you go yoga right. 
Why not? Right, okay, so hang on. What? First of all, mm-hmm. let's just get... Like, let's imagine we're in court. <laughs> right. It might be helpful. Teenage boys, you used to jump off the roof with teenage boys in your pants. What, you put your pants on them? They Look, were in your I'm pants? I'm in my pants. Well, They're say... in their trunks. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't bother putting on trunks. Not at your own house. What's the point? Okay. Or anywhere, even at the seaside. Don't you? Nah. Go in your pants. Okay, so you're jumping off in your pants. Who were the teenage boys? Mick's nephew and son, Yoddy and Tone. Oh, Mick's boys. Mick, yeah, Mick. I thought you said mixed, like M-I-X. They was, these boys were mixed. They were neither one thing nor the other. One's got a vagina on its eye. The other one's got two winty wools in his armpits. They was the kind of boys I'm liking the best. Right, so this Mix. now makes a complete Mick. different story. Yeah, what is it? A friend's I kids. I jumped off with teenage boys I'm in my laugh. pants. You I'm know, I, I take things too literally. You are Sometimes. a bit of a literalist. Do you remember that Aha song, The Sun Always Shines on TV, and I thought it meant the, the sun shining on Paul the TV. The so, yeah, so, sun so always when, shines on TV. I never thought... me. Yeah. Um, so when you say something like that, it takes me a little while to Matthew, pick it apart. I can't everything I say think, remember you're talking to an idiot. Can I? Like, run that as a filtration well, program. a good system to start from. Right, you're talking to an idiot. Filter all the information. Like, where's the metaphor? Where's, where's the, the mole? The mole has been taken back outside by Morrissey. He's seen me. Oh, look, it's the parky. He's scarpered. He's gone outside. Morrissey with a mole. But like, well, I thought, he's... isn't the mole a gift to you? There's no way that that's true because if it was a gift for me, Morrissey would surely recline and watch me enjoy the mole. When I go near the mole, Morrissey's all over it. The mole dead? No, he's very much alive. Oh, right. Me and Jonesy chase Morrissey outside. Morrissey drops the mole. My LA, or Fiddy's LA mansion, has got a shingles moat around it. A gravelly moat, if you can envisage such a thing. I'm trying to, and I've been there, and I didn't see that. Just gravel. This a is gravel, just gravel. How wide's the moat? Two f- yards of gravel. <laughs> <laughs> Two yards of gravel, but it's only a couple of inches deep. That's the problem. So the mole, oh. as soon as the mole's dropped, it tunnels down. Beneath uh. into the gravel, and Morrissey is watching. He's peeved. You can see that, and you can also see the hump of the mole, like in a cartoon. You can see the journey and trajectory of the moles. It under travels under the stones. Under the stones, yeah. You can see the stones moving, mimicking the moles' movements. Right, right. I'm like, how are we going to get him, Jonesy? What are we going to do? We put the cat now inside. He's watching like Hannibal Lecter through the glass, simpering and yeah. like ready to go at a moment's notice. Steve Jones comes up with what I consider to be an ingenious solution, Matthew. He goes, why don't we make a moat around... It's a second moat in the story. Why don't we make a circular moat around the mole and then ever decrease that circle, like the sitcom, ever decrease that circle until eventually all that's left is the mole. Because otherwise it was hard to get the mole. I was thrashing around with a dustpan. But how? what would that like sort of... Well, you're reducing it. Like, look, imagine you, Matthew. You've burrowed into the soil, but we can see where you are from the dislodged soil. Yeah, no, I understand soil. the mole's point of view. I'm, I'm understanding <laughs> Steve Jones' point of view. So you and he, how do, what I'm saying is, is what, his, what is his moat constructed of? You two with your arms out? An no. old lady with a broom? Remember this, Matt. The mole can't get... There's concrete bedding under the shingle, so the mole can only get down about four or five inches. So that's why we can see the thing. Right. So Jonesy goes... Make a moat around the mole, like just do a circle around it, a big circle, and then a make the dug, circle. Well, dig out stones <clears throat> in a moat. Dig out right. stones. Okay. What's that? Okay. You need to dig out well, stones. I just, yeah, kind right, of. Dig out stones. That's needed. Dig out a circle of stones, like you've made a shingle polo. 
I right. think we need to imagine. And then keep reducing that. <laughs> keep reducing it. I would have gone to where the mole was, put my hand in, grabbed it, and thrown it over the fence. That is the th- first thing I tried to do, but the mole makes a noise that is not of this earth. A mole is a vampire of the soil. Really? It goes like, <laughs> like that. It well, makes and that a... stopped you. It's not a nice noise, Matthew. You wouldn't like it. No, you... I don't like the even you <laughs> doing it, but I'd go. It's like. It's I'd... like it's going to go like this. Butterfingers! <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's going to say something sarcastic yeah, but to you. <laughs> Don't mind if you I hear this noise on every night for the rest of your life. I will haunt you. <laughs> Try getting a stiffy now. <laughs> it's like a really horrible... Riddle me this. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you here, won't you? <laughs> I've got fox fans. <laughs> and the hunters become the hunted. <laughs> I prefer to put Finny left here. <laughs> Finn, do <laughs> <energy. laughs> Finny would have just stamped on me an hour ago. <laughs> Fiddy is known for his love of moles and his tolerance of the creatures of land, earth and sea. So what happened with this little... Probably not even a mole. It was a mole, I've seen it. A velvety purse with what hands? A velvety purse with what hands? What don't you understand? There's a velvety purse with what hands? There's a sex pistol making a shingle polo in my fiddy scent moat. What don't you understand? <laughs> what don't you understand? I don't understand what I'm doing here now. <laughs> okay. Then I was impressed by Jones's stratagem. Yeah. It's a good stratagem, isn't it? Yes. Reduce it, reduce it till you've got the mould. Because whenever we tried to get the mould directly, and I had a gardening glove on, Matt, and I think it was actually an oven glove. I had an oven glove and a ladle and a dustpan. That was, I thought, all the kit I'm going to need. Ladle, dustpan, oven glove. This mole's moment. And, and I remember... I I'm, mean, this is very much the Hollywood dream, isn't it? I'm coming at this from a humanitarian perspective, remember. I'm not trying to hurt the mole. I'm helping the mole. Oh, I bet that's been added on at the end. I bet you were chasing it around like <laughs> the mum in Tom and Jerry. <laughs> well, she's a benevolent figure. She's not. She hits him with a broom. Yeah, well, you shouldn't be in there trying to get near the pies or I whatever. I knew it. <laughs> so, like... Uh, but then, then Jonesy comes up with the stratagem, and I'm thinking, well, this is better than the oven glove stuff. And what I was doing that induces that. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the fingers. <laughs> building a moat, are they? <laughs> we soon find a way out. So we came up with a stratagem. We're closing in on the mole now, Jonesy and I. The this end is a good is bonding night. experience between you we and feel, Jonesy. We've never felt closer. Really? This must have been like the height of the sex you take pistols. Take your tops off, you're both a bit sweaty. Yeah, high-fiving away, no, armpit farts. <laughs> the works, baby. The bloody works. We're jamming. But we're not jamming with guitars. We're jamming with gravel. It's a gravel jam. And then we get a... Uh... But then when it gets to the final moment... <laughs> oh, it dies? No. Jonesy, like, who's come up with this great stratagem worthy of Alexander the Great, of closing in on him, a sort of a pincer movement against the mole... Mm. Like, when it comes to the crunch, he sort of, like, gets the dust pat, he sort of screamed, and went, bah! and flipped the bloody mole like it was a pancake. <laughs> like, sort of, into a head. Bah! Like that, he sort of flapped, he'd lost his cool. A right man who was power. in a band with Sid Vicious and Johnny Rotten got scared Panicked of the mole. by a mole. Christ. Flipped it like a pancake into a hedge. That's pretty much the story and ends just... there. Then Fiddy Scent arrived, complaining, <laughs> like, I need to, so you need to keep the noise down. I called me N-word a couple of times, I couldn't respond. That is a bonkers story, mate. That's the way I live, Matthew. That's the way I live. I'm just a man on the edge. I'm a couple of Joes. I'm an average Joe. Who are you? You're listening to Russell and Matt on Audio Boom. If you want to email us, why don't you then? Because then you would have some uh, 
content in our show, russellbrandaudioboom.com, or you can leave us an audio message like that lady did with the jingle. We ain't got very much of them. I don't know what's the infrastructural problem that presents us having more emails, because I would like more emails, Matthew. They'll, they'll come. Just Tweets? Down. What about tweets? Oh, God. What about <laughs> Facebook posts? <laughs> what about Instagrams? <laughs> I haven't got any Pinterests. <laughs> Here, I'll have a Pinterest by the time end of the day, or else it'll be all over your MySpace page, why like Rash. Why are we talking about a mole? Why did, what did that come from, that mole story? Why did we start? No, because I'm trying to add some sort of I line to this. We were trying to, to create a story along the lines of Ratatouille, where a mole <laughs> goes to Hollywood with a dream, and this mole is sidetracked by a cat called Morrissey. What's going on with Morrissey now? He's back here. He's bit me. He's lived in He's ten houses. Started. He's lived in ten houses now. That's amazing. Mansions, country piles with aristocrats, pop star homes, and he ain't learned an effing thing. And not once has he said thank you. So what am I? Sp- I'm thinking of writing a book from his POV. That means point of view. Why? He's just I'm completely disinterested. He doesn't care. Cats aren't very nice, are they? I love them, but you're right. They're bastards. They're absolute bastards. They're. Uh... But crows. What do you want to talk about crows for? Well, because there's an eight-year-old girl, right? Mm-hmm. Who, since the age of four, Gabby Mann of Seattle, she's forged a relationship with the neighbourhood crows. Forged. Well, sounds like she's put too much effort into it. Laboured. Sounds like yeah. Forged. Sounds like she's done it with ulterior motives. Oh, and a hammer. Ah. Bang! I will forged. make a relationship. A relationship to bond all men and crows, like Lord of the Rings. It's too uh, it's bit, grandiose. It's a bit grandiose for a four-year-old in Seattle. Yeah. She started giving crows food, right? And then suddenly something unexpected happened. The crows started to present various trinkets to Gabby in return. And there's a picture here of loads of... We'll link to it on something. Loads of stuff that the crows have given her as presents. I'm looking, Matt, and it looks like a shit version of the Generation game. There's trinkets, there's biscuits, there's buttons, there's paper clips. There's a sort of a, sort of a silvery polo. There's nuts and bolts. There's old clock parts, a sentence I've not said for a while. There's a sort of a jewel thing that you might find around a nan's house. There's These are crows. You're being a bit judgmental of their presence. I'm jealous. You're, what? Of the presence? I'm jealous of the girl's relationship with the crows. Ah, now we reach the nub of the matter. <laughs> Why can't I be friends with the crows? Because you don't feed them. She's been feeding them for years. But listen, this is what's All interesting. All I've got to do is feed the crows. And then... She's started feeding crows. They've started giving mm-hmm. her presents. Then other crows, other generations of crows, have received that knowledge because crows remember human faces. And now this person, who's grown up and is older... Crows will come to her from miles around and give her presents. She's thinking, like the, she's the crow Christ. Well, yeah. I want and to I know you were going Christ. for that title. <laughs> She's the Christ of crows. Yeah. So they, like, crows come to pay homage. They do crow pilgrimages. They bring gifts. They must be flying around. Oh, look at we that. can't bear it. Gifts. Myrrh, frankincense, an old bolt. Yeah. It's not fair, is I it? I mean, they're crap presents, but, you know, they're crows. I'm going to judge them on it. Even crows give crap Christmas presents. Bits of old tut, tut, tat, crap. Cod's wallop you everywhere jealous? you look. Because I would like. When I was a child, a little girl growing up in Tokyo, my dearest wish was to be followed everywhere I go by crows. That's all I wanted. I used to look up at the Tokyo night and think, why am I not being followed by a murder of crows everywhere mm. I go with them landing on? I'd la- imagine that. Like crows following It would you. be good to command animals. I want to command them. You've got one cat and it bit you. This He's morning. commanding me. I've got yeah. no power over him. The mole. 
it made a mockery of my tenancy agreement with Fiddy. I want at least a flock of crows, a murder of crows, to follow me around. You need to stop feeding animals and being more at one with animals. Do you think that I'm less at one with animals than you, Matt? I go and I've feed seen animals the way you quite carry a lot. On with them, the way you flinch and wince <laughs> in the presence of a, the simplest I'll domestic tell you what, pet. My son found a worm in the garden, and when I was a kid, I'd pick up a worm really easily. Yeah. When you pick up a worm, the feeling it, of a writhing worm is not memory nice. of you, childhood memory. Yeah, but the feel it's really unpleasant. Yeah, it no. sort of stiffens and flexes. Yeah, I hate it's it. It's gross. So and have you done it? You had to do it. Did you just get one off him? Was you bringing them in the house? Did you put them in his gob? No. What's he doing? We well, just picks them up and then they sort of torture him a bit. He put, yeah. well, puts them down his slide, which they don't Dirty seem to devil. enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you end up having to pick up things that when yeah. you've got a kid, you end up doing things like colouring in in restaurants and picking up worms and stuff. You know? I do colouring in in restaurants anyway, if there's crayons. Do you? Why not? What else are you going to do? What to like? Don't normally get on with the person I'm there with. I'm just waiting for the time <laughs> to pass. With your tongue <laughs> stuck out. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stay in the lines. <laughs> when did you last colour in in a restaurant? Like, probably, it was probably a couple of weeks back. Oh. I was there with uh, my goddaughter. Oh. Wagamamas. That's a funny <laughs> name for her. Police got involved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's a very traditional but edgy joke we were trying there. Uh, I had to do some colouring. Actually, I was in a restaurant somewhere and I was an answer to a question. There were puns about people's names. It was sort of like Russell Sprouts or something. It was all food jokes. And the child wasn't as impressed as I'd hoped they'd be. Because your name is two things you can do to cattle, of course. Russell and Brand, a cow. Huh. Why have you never said this before? I don't know. Why have you held that back? I don't know. Over the years, there's it been there in the back of your mind, burrowing, nagging TikTok like a clock in an Edgar Allan Poe story. Russell Brand. Russell Brand. <laughs> Talking of animals, right, and feeding them, and cows, right? Well, how, how thorough <laughs> do you need this segue to be? Well, it's Why don't rude, you do some it? of your promo for Square Peg? Oh, yes. Come on, get it, get stuck in, Matt Morgs. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Sign up at squarespace.com with offer code BRAND. I, I think you get 10% off or some sort I've of I've listened to off. your commercial several times and I still have no idea what Squarepeg does. That's because you don't understand the internet and the I future. I understand it, all right. That's where those ladies live when I cuddle when the real ladies won't come. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Um, no, I was going to say... Yeah, the moment's passed now. I'm too upset. Go on. There's a link between cows and yeah, animals. Yeah, a brilliant link. And then you, of all people, asked me to do the advert, which always makes me get flustered. <laughs> I threw you off. I threw you off track. I threw you I, off the scene. There's a, I don't know what you'd call it, not a petting zoo because they're farm animals, but it's like you go there Where? with kids. What do you mean? There's a farm. You go there. Where? The place I'm telling you about. <laughs> you pay whatever you pay to get in. I'm not going to get the prices. Yeah. And then you get a little bucket full of food and you go around and you give it to sheep, mm-hmm. pigs, mm-hmm. little horses, like miniature Tiny. horses, loads of animals. And for kids, really good. But the animals, you're very aware of like animals in children's books and stuff like that. Right? My son sees a pig in mm. a book. It's like a cartoon pink thing. Yep. Real pigs are hairy, sort of black and pink, twisted, brutal, disgusting, smelly things. And none of the animals do the noises that you teach them animals do. Don't do that. They go. That's what you said. That's the crow in your wall, done. All animals do that noise. Every that animal. Mole. <laughs> that mole. The, the no, that mole was... <laughs> He's, yeah. Presumptuous. 
<laughs> the piglets out of raccoons. Yeah. But no, the only, as, as we were leaving, a sheep went, bah, almost like insultingly late. And it was like, see? Bah. You weren't lying. <laughs> well, so um, you're saying that the whole construction of our imagery of animals is inaccurate. Yeah. And so inaccurate, it's a miracle a child can associate an illustrated pig with an actual We're pig. completely disconnected from nature. I had a chat the other day. I was in this place. There were windows. Listen, right? And the sun was <laughs> making the room too hot. And I said, oh, it'll be horrible in summer in here, right? Yeah. And then no one knew if the sun is on the same path across the sky in summer and winter. We were like, oh, maybe the sun's over there. We're so disconnected. We don't know. Listeners, accidentally there, Matt has come across a good point. He's never done this before. This is a real breakthrough. What? We have become disconnected from nature. We are like living cutlets. We, can't, we are men and women. Ted Hughes, did he not write that the female sexuality was like a sow, a carnivorous, riotous vagina? He described something a bit We've like that. Started off brilliantly and already started talking about vaginas again. Yeah. And made him sound track, like no. parts of a pig. That's what he said, Hughesy, Hughesy. With his knob in a pig's nose. <laughs> he would not do that, would he? Although he did live near the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> he did, suspiciously near, because he was haunted, wasn't he, right, by the start howling again, the original bluster. All right, let's good. get back to the bluster. We've got waylaid. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got waylaid. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Morgan there has come up with something. This isn't a retake. We want to include yeah. both. I just want to, yeah, to know yeah. that I can no, do this better. Don't edit out the first one, but can we reword the bit where I stumbled across this? In fact, I was groping for this for about a decade. Matt in Morgan my studies. is one of the finest minds in British academia. After literally hours of work, he's coughed up a theory <laughs> saying that mankind is divorced from his nature and nature itself. We've lost our totemic relationship with the beasts of the field, with the plants that we need to survive, with the planets suspended in the heavens that are like us, the inevitable, vital, potent nature. What is it that makes our heart beat? What is it that makes our kidneys do wee-wees and that for us? What is it that keeps our blood pumping through our veins? What is this invisible force I'll that holds you. together... Shut up, this is the best bit. Oh. This is the bit where it gets really like a Nazi. <laughs> attribute that to your chums at Square oh, Pigging sorry, Around. I, th I thought we were doing an advert. No! I'm completely divorced from nature. See? This is what I'm saying. Go on, carry We've on. lost that relationship with nature. What is this invisible force that heals a cut? What is it that keeps the heavens spinning in their spheres? What is it that makes a mole live in a hole? What is it that makes Fiddy Cent charge me at least 10% <laughs> over market rate and not provide pots and pans? It is an invisible magnetic force from which consciousness itself comes, from which all phenomena comes. Consciousness is not just one more phenomena. It is the seat of all phenomena. We, the people of the world, They've got to come and get out and form a sort of Nazi party that don't have racist bits in it and it'll be nice. Thank so you. what is your point? There is no point Send us to emails if you've become disconnected from nature. If you're disconnected from nature, you can email Russell and Matt at audioboom.com or you can record <coughs> a little message about how you have become divorced from nature. Make it interesting. We should reconnect with nature. How? Plant food. We are going to be planting food, ladies and gentlemen. What type? Uh, carrots. Carrots all over roof gardens. Carrots, leeks, herbs. Do you know what? No what one about knows, a wall garden? No one knows how to plant stuff. No one knows how to repair stuff. No one knows anything anymore. Do you know what? what? Driverless cars. We're not even going to be able to drive soon. They're going to they take are... all the knowledge away from us. Do a truce on that. Here's some bloody truce. I'm pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, I'll tell you something about a couple. Get on your mic. 
I'll tell you, Mel Pal, Mel Butte, about a couple leaving all their money to a monkey. A husband and wife in India leaving all their money to their pet monkey. Brajesh and Shabista Shavasta say they owe their wealth and success to the primate who they believe enriched their lives. Now, that's not so ridiculous because in Hinduism, there's the monkey god, Hanuman, and throughout paganism, there is man worshipping nature, a nature which, a relationship which you say has been severed to our detriment. So even when a little mole turns up, me and a sex pistol flounder like a couple of mimsy little fannies. <laughs> <laughs> like a couple of squinting tit biscuits instead of getting down and elbowing it to death like a viking or fiddy the landlord would have done yeah no i know but anyway this isn't proof that well this is proof we've it's proof we've gone to give crackers, mon- money pal. to a monkey is trying to apply modern thinking to the natural world isn't it that's like me giving my cat its own radio show Ooh, i think squarespace might be interesting <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> are you a cat would you like a website we can have one I mean, they right, dominate the internet. Then. I mean, then, I mean, really. Cats, I know. Do you know what that is, actually? And I'll tell you what it Go is. Go on. When you own cats, yeah. they have something, I think it's called Toxiplasma. It gets into your brain, drives you mad, and makes you love cats more and more. And it's a parasite that right. keeps cats alive. Trust me. I will do a truth on that. Cats are conning us into loving them with Toxiplasma. Get your cat right now and kick it straight you know, in the balls. They do something to rats, me, right? Way? That uh, something toxoplasma gets into rats' brains and makes them crave the company of cats. That's cats a lie, actually. Oh, like, oh, it makes Did you them, just make that up? Well, it makes it them brilliant. like cats or something. Toxoplasma and cats, you're clearly not. Toxoplasma and cats have been conning us for too long, but I'll tell you what this isn't going to do. It's not going to help us to understand the mystery of this Indian couple who have given their money to a monkey. The couple who've got no children, probably because they're obsessed with a monkey, have set up a trust fund for the long-tailed macaque. Macaque? Macaque. 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 Who they adopted after it was orphaned and consider it to be like a son. But what type of son? I think that's sad about pets. They're all orphans, really, aren't they? They don't know their mum and dad. Oh, that's awful. I don't like to think of Morrissey being an orphan, taken from Broadwater Farm by that South American girl. Can't remember exactly which country, but by God, she was gorgeous. She was like the earth come to life. How I loved her, how I loved her. But, of course, the relationship couldn't last. What, someone gave you Morrissey as a present? Christmas Eve. Oh, really? Yeah, Christmas Eve. That's my, we're not one with one present either. She just goes, here, have him. It sounds like you know someone called Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Yeah, and then that's it. And then she didn't even give you no cat food. Well, no, you're going to buy that. <laughs> she right. thinks she's giving you the, gives you the whole thing. <laughs> it's a cat box, a cat, cat food, well, I would like, cat bed. Look, it's Christmas Eve. The cat shop weren't open Christmas Day. How am I meant to get his dinner? I can't remember what I gave him in the end. Chopped up bit of sink. On Christmas Day. So, no oh. pillow for his head. Like oh. he's a cat Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. is all over this show, isn't he? You're Jesus. Jesus. I can't stop he got right into him. all our brains. I love the Lord. Growing up in the West. I love the Lord, but not like in that toxicoating cat way, tricking a rat into loving it before it ruins when its When I was a little kid, we had to go to church, obviously. Mm. Well, not obviously. Mm. but um, And you weren't allowed to eat for an hour before. And <laughs> I used to think, Jesus, because you, you eat the, you know, the Holy Communion, right? And that's yep. Jesus. You're told that's Jesus going into your body. Nice. But if he goes down and you've, You've had a pop tart accidentally. <laughs> I used to be scared that he'd go down there, see a pop tart, and go what? <laughs> and like throwing the money lenders out of the temple. <laughs> Get this pop tart out of your ass! I was sitting in church thinking, "Oh no, I had that pop tart." Oh god! It's Why are you eating pop tarts? How did you heat them up on I your own? I used to love pop tarts. Put them in the toaster. Weren't you allowed a toaster as I'd a like child? I'd like to think how many jokes I'm resisting doing when you say pop tart. The couple. The couple. Chenman. 
The monkey is 10 years old, but his breed... So he's alive now. He's a little rich monkey. His breed have been known to live up to 40. People say we're mad. They might even... They're not even dead yet, and they've given him the money. People say we're mad. They might even ridicule us, says Mrs. Shrivalva. Why would they give him the money instead? You mean they're dead? They're, they're giving not it, dead. They've left him the money, but they ain't even died yet. Oh, they're right. giving him it now. <laughs> just to see what he does with it. They've impoverished themselves for the glee of a disinterested primate. We know how valuable his Chunman is to us. We are childless and Chunman is a son to me. We want to ensure, even when we are not alive, Chunman continues to live the way he does. Well, he will, because Chunman don't give a fuck about he's a anything. monkey, yeah. Although what do you think he's going to change? Right, well, there, God, I'll go back to my former identity as a <laughs> jaded accountant. <laughs> <laughs> the couple, although that, he could do that. The couple own their own home and have a number of businesses run by Mr. Shrizatava, which are all named after the monkey. The animal, too, lives in his own air-conditioned room and has a mate called Bitty, a simian <laughs> monkey, who the couple took in to keep the boy company. Why is that monkey getting nothing? Why are they calling it their boy company? Oh, they've got a boy. No, they've got no children. Oh, Why are they calling him a boy? He, Look, they've got a simian monkey who the couple took in to keep their boy company. Because he's, they love him, this other monkey. Yeah, but the news story shouldn't be calling him a boy. That's their thing. Look, mate. The news story had to pick an angle, and they've gone with the narrative as provided by the couple themselves. What I'm interested in is why this second monkey is just seen as a sex slave <laughs> for the primary monkey. <laughs> like, yeah, they're you. Oh, we love monkeys. Well, actually, just that monkey. That one. Get in a corner, monkey number two. Bitty. And do what you're told. You better lick it up. I don't want to lick up the mushed up bananas. <laughs> lick it up, bitty, son. According to the pair, the monkey enjoys Chinese food and tea and mango juice. According to them. If I lived in India, I'd eat Indian food. So would it's I. could be much better so quality than the Chinese food. Disgusting. Disgusting. Well, Matthew, I think what we've learned is man has become divorced. We've learned anything. From nature and that you are a bit of a weird... You're, a, you're not to be trusted. That's one of the things I've picked up over the course of the podcast. No. But now to summarise this show, if a show is what it was, is our friend and poet, Mr. Jiminy Greaves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, his poem's called Beyond Crisis. Supposing we were born into the future, living backwards towards the past, I guess this poem's already being unwritten, and I'm looking forward to the podcast start. We better be careful what we ask for, for what we seek the crows may send. We're forever drifting with mold vision, we get rich then die trying to pay the rent. Our circle's decreasing, our connection to nature's ever depleting. Perhaps the sound of the gong will provide the song for our final bid for freedom. Yet we colour in what we're needing, whether it's the glowing sun or a goat's bleating. Perhaps we should look back into our own futures to find the inner pop-tart that we're all seeking. Woo! There it is, Mr G, all on the mic made up there. You'll have seen many of the show's themes all wrapped up in poetry. Mr G will be writing an anthology of poetry available. And if you want to win that poem, you've got to provide us, one, a good jingle, two, some Nude interesting pictures. content. Free, if you want, you can. No, do we want nude pictures? No, we don't. That was don't a joke. do that. That was Matt doing a joke because I won't be able to handle it. So, <clears> yeah, <throat> send us the content to win Mr. G's poem signed by all of us. Signed by all of us here. And maybe one or two secret people you won't be expecting. Did you enjoy the podcast, Matthew? I enjoyed that. It felt like we went on a very strange journey. Yep, and that's what I would call it. That's what I would call it. Thanks for listening. Look awkward, mate. Shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, well, <laughs> no, I shouldn't have said that thing about nude pictures, so leave this bit in of me saying I shouldn't have said that. Well done. All right. That's good. Now we look really professional. Brought to you by Audio Boom.